Welcome to the Punchline Podcast, a show about misguided entrepreneurship, where I'll share stories about the perils and pitfalls of starting a business. I'll discuss the not so pretty stories that no one tells you about when they start a business. I'm your host, Punchetta Sasha Wu, serial entrepreneur, mother to Priya and Peyton, goofy Gemini, bookworm, and super Dallas cowgirl. On this podcast, you'll learn how I started a business, fell down seven times, and got up eight. Now I'm back and I'm stronger than ever. And I'm going to share how you can prevent some of the mistakes that I made in business. So if you're sitting, grab yourself some wine or a beer and get ready to listen to The Punchline. the punchline podcast a show about misguided entrepreneurship and i'm your host punchetta sasha Wu, founder of punch cosmetics and punch for men and on this podcast i talk about entrepreneurship and in particular the journey of entrepreneurship the ebbs the flow the good the bad the ugly the things that most people don't tell you about this journey as a matter of fact Oftentimes, people think that this journey is somewhat easy. And once you start a business that um, possibly you're going to get rich quick or you're going to make a whole lot of money when, in fact, that's not always the case. Entrepreneurship is, it's an experience. Mind you, a very, it can be a very fulfilling experience. However, it can also be somewhat taxing at times because it takes and requires a lot to be able to run a successful business. And sometimes um, the trial and error curve can last longer than anticipated or expected. That's why I started this podcast so that people who have never started a business before or people who aspire to start businesses can get a more realistic view or perspective about what it means to really start and run a business. And I'm really excited because today starts my interview series entitled Building the Brand, where I'll be interviewing different entrepreneurs who will be sharing their stories about how they're building these amazing brands. I think it's really important that people get to see or hear stories from other people who have um, started businesses and it wasn't always um, a pretty or beautiful story. As a matter of fact, it was, um, in, in most cases, with most of my experiences and other people that I've met over my journey, um, if we are to be honest, it's actually oftentimes very hard, especially if you have goals and um, dreams of grandeur, you dream of growing a big and profitable business, it's not always going to be easy and it's not always going to happen overnight. Now, there are some who have made it and um, who have grown pretty quickly, but that's not always a good thing. So 
Nonetheless, today I'm going to be, I'm super excited because I'm going to be interviewing a very special guest and she's special to me for two reasons. One, because she's my first guest in this series, but two, because she's the founder of a product, um, she's created a product around one of my favorite things. Um, Not all people may know that one of the one of one thing that I'm really, really um, adamant about right now, and I think I've been pushed into it as a re- result of COVID and because of other things that have been happening in my life over the past couple of years, but um, I've really gotten into self-care. So the self-care industry is like a real big thing now because... I guess with all the pressures of life, of work, and the demands of um, and responsibilities of motherhood and um, marriage for some, or whatever your situation is, whatever it is that's taxing you and what's causing you to be overwhelmed, a lot of the times um, it's because we're failing to take the proper care of ourselves and use the right techniques to decompress to help us to relieve some of that pressure and that stress well the young lady that I am going to be interviewing today is she created a very um, amazing brand centered around the self-care industry and I can't wait for you to hear her story because she's going to be telling us how she started this brand, how she started the brand, what inspired her, and the pressures that she had has experienced that kind of catapulted her to the point to where she is now, and how she learned some very useful self-care te- techniques that have helped her to build this amazing brand. So I'm going to be introducing her in just a few minutes and you'll get to hear her story and I just can't wait for you to hear it because I think it's important that people understand how important it is to take care of yourself. If you don't take care of yourself then you will um, likely, you put yourself in a position especially if you're in high stress or demanding jobs or you have a stressful life, career, whatever your situation is. If you don't manage your stress, you're setting yourself up for failure and for heart attack, illness, sickness, whatever. So it's very, very important that we learn the proper way to manage our stress. And the number one way to do that is to really start to take care of yourself. Taking care of yourself, whether it be, I mean, there are so many different ways that you need um, to learn to manage your stress mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, whatever your triggers are in whatever area, you got to learn to manage those things. Otherwise, you're going to be setting yourself up for all other kinds of problems. So without going too much further into this, I just want to prepare you for this interview that I am I'm so honored to be able to speak with this young lady and to have this talk with her. I'm glad she made time for me. It was just an amazing interview and she's an amazing person. But I am going to let you learn more about her story. 
and hope that you will be able to get something great out of it as much of it as you can in the same way that I have and without further ado I'm going to I'd like to introduce Channing Smith she's a power attorney by day and an entrepreneur well not just an entrepreneur but she's a mother she's a wife and um an entrepreneur by night and she has created the brand 51st place it is a bath and body brand an organic bath and body brand that she started and it was inspired by her childhood home in los angeles california so i'm going to um let you hear how this interview went with Channing so just hold on and and listen to how she built this brand So welcome back to um, the Punchline Podcast. This is our Building the Brand series where we talk to about how they're building these amazing brands. And today I have a very special guest that I am so excited to speak with. And we're talking about how she has built, she's building rather, this amazing brand in the self-care industry with these bath and body um, products that I can't wait to try. So I can't, I would love for you guys to meet, I'm, in, I'm going to introduce to you now Channing Smith, who is our guest today. She is the founder of 51st Place, and we're going to be talking to Channing about her amazing brand, 51st Place, how that came to be, and why, or what inspired her to um, build such an amazing brand in such an interesting industry. So, Channing, hey, let's talk about it. How you doing today? Hi, I'm doing really, really good. I'm doing really, really good. Thank you so much for having me on today. Thank you. Thank you for um, answering the call and just being available. I'm so excited to learn so much about this brand, girl. So tell us first, before we get into all of that, tell us about you, where you're from, and um, give us a little background story about Channing. Yeah, so I am from South Central LA. Um, I grew up there, born and raised. Um, and actually, 51st Place is the street that I grew up on. Oh, so, wow. <laughs> yeah. So it was really interesting because when I was really thinking about, you know, like building the brand, which let me say, the first place was not my first choice. Hmm. It wasn't. Um, it was something else. And, um, you know, as I was like doing research on it, I found that there was another brand in a very similar category doing the same thing that had that same name. So I was oh. like, oh, let me, let me remix this, you know, and I really started thinking about, okay, well, if this is a bath and body care brand and we're going to be doing things in our home, which is usually where, you know, we pay that and our self-care, self-care happens. And, you know, what is home to me? What is home to me? What is home to me? And home for me was just me growing up on that street, 
with my family, with my grandparents, my cousins, you know, holidays and stuff. And donated. And so that's the name that we're going to go to. And so that's 51st place. Um, yeah. So I am a mom. I uh, have three wonderful little people and <laughs> kids. Um, my oldest two are, are mine, and I'm, my husband and I are our youngest. Oh. Um, well, and so, you know, we we are doing a lot. I'm doing a lot. And really, it's just been, I, you know, it's just been, it's been fun, but it's been super challenging. I bet. I bet. So I'm familiar. I know that you did not start out as an entrepreneur. So tell us what your previous background was. Um before you started 51st place, uh, 51st place. Yes, so I actually worked in the entertainment industry. My background actually started out um, in music entertainment. I was at Universal Music Group for about two and a half years um, doing music licensing there. And then I transitioned over to um, Red Bull Media House, um, the marketing arm of the beverage brand. Um, I supported their legal team there, and I just Endeavor content. Uh, so, I, yeah, so I work actually as an, as an entertainment attorney. Okay. Um, I, you know, do this on the side because it's, it's a passion project of mine. Right. Um, and it's definitely something that I want to be able to build and to have a lasting impact on other very models around the world so i think it's interesting that you're you you started out as an attorney and you're doing that work and then now that has um morphed into your your entrepreneurial spirit and journey to self-care how did you go from being a high-powered attorney to getting into the self-care industry how did you make that transition how did that work for you? That's interesting because that's, it was sort of, I still do have my nine to five. Okay. And I'm still working. Thing is, is that job is such a stressful, um, very fast paced world. And mm -hmm. so for me, self care always represented maybe getting a massage, going to the, maybe, right. you know, having moments of peace by myself because like I said I've got the three kids I've got my husband we've got our family life and everything else but for me going and taking a bath that was my time for myself oh yeah so many other you know women out there who you know careers of mine or even just moms just in general that moment alone in the shower or in the bathtub when we can snatch that like for us and so Personal. And so I looked at this as being a, I want to be able to share this with other women who are in the same boat as me, who are, you know, having to feel those simple little, maybe throughout their day, just like that. And that's basically what the place is here to help you do. Right. So what type of products do you, does 51st Place provide in particular? Yeah, so so it's a full suite of, of different things. We have um, handmade bar soaps that are made with organic ingredients, very few um, ingredients that are in them. They are, some are scented with 
essential oils, oh, um, yeah. which I really wanted to have like that aromatherapy effect, especially if you're in the shower and that steam and it'll hit you and it's fantastic. Um, yeah. And then we're also known for our bath bombs. So several of our bath bombs do include CBD, um, which was really, really interesting. Uh, and I'll talk about that a little bit later. Okay. Um, we do have a, a body care, um, you know, our, our, our body lotion and our massage oil. Um, and then we offer candles for aromatherapy as well. So like I said, it's a full thing for any woman to sort of choose what works best for her and to be able to find um, those moments of peace <laughs> when she's bathing um, and just so she can take care of herself. Yes, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So with um this this with the self-care angle, have you um do I guess what I'm asking is um did you find yourself have you always been a person a self-care advocate, always trying to find time to steal away to do these things or was it the pandemic that led you to feel inspired to want to treat yourself to more self-care? What was the motivation behind it other than? Yeah, no, so it was a little bit of both. So prior to, you know, this pandemic kind of coming in and changing everyone's lives, mm -hmm. I was a like massage advocate. Like I went to my day spas. I had, yeah, you used to have like the massage envy, uh, a membership and I'd go once a month or I'd do this or I'd find a deal on Groupon or something. Like I was big on going, you know, and having those the one hour sessions, you know, 90 minute sessions to myself. Like that was the thing. Yeah. And then all of that stopped. And so I'm also someone who does have an anxiety disorder. Oh. And yeah, so so for me when this all culminated and it and it all kind of started happening I found myself not being able to do, you know, rely on those self-care things that I was doing before day spas were closed. You know, we have to social distance. I'm thinking about, you know, my health and safety and that of my children and, you know, trying to protect them at the same time. So not trying to expose myself to everything that's going on. And I found it's from, you know, talks with, my doctors and friends and stuff like that, like, you know what, CBD could probably just sort of help you relax a little bit. And I did, and I began incorporating tinctures into my routine, which I still do now, um, and found that it was having such a positive effect on me. You know, I was able just to kind of like relax, and being my normal productive self, you know, especially working from home and being present for my family and my children, et cetera. So, I did that and in the midst of this, you know, started finding kind of create that experience back yeah. home. Um, and from there, like I said, that's where, you know, the, the idea of 51st Place came from and like me wanting to bring this to other women who were probably experiencing the same things as I was experiencing with just, okay, how do I recreate this spa experience, this elevated, luxurious experience, and I'm I'm stuck at home. Like this is how we do it, right? And then with the added benefits of CBD, you get that effect a lot quicker. You know, if you yeah. only have those 10, 15 minutes to steal away in, in the tub or whatever, like you're going to be able to um, 
really reap the benefits of that relaxation, of that calmness, of getting your body back centered mm-hmm. with, you know, the introduction of CBD as well. Wow. I love it. I love it. I love it. So my question is, um, in relation to the name for 51st place, I was wondering, um, what, what's your most memorable thought of home, 51st place street in, in relation to your brand? What's the most memorable thing that you that you can tell us about 51st Place? What's what makes it special and what you wanted to um, embody with the brand? Um, that's a really, really wonderful question. Like I grew up on that street. My family, you know, they all have history on the street as well. And I'm not just mm-hmm. talking about, you know, my mom's side, my literally both sides of my family were only seven houses from each other on that oh, same street. So I they love all it. Up together. Um, so when I think of are the places where we can truly be ourselves, where we can be most vulnerable, where we can let our hair down, where we can, you know, it's, it's our sanctuary. Yeah. And for me growing up, that was always my safe space. You know, I, my yeah. grandparents were there, my cousins were there, my aunts and uncles, we knew all the neighbors. That was my sanctuary. And so I yeah. really wanted to make sure that that translated, or when I thought about, like I said, the home meant, like this street was the first thing that popped into my mind. Um, I mean, even right now, it's such a huge part of who I am. I think we were talking earlier, you know, about the yellow. The yellow is my grandfather's favorite color. So when I do certain things, I try to embody this color because he's no longer with me. So. You know, it's just me being able to, to pay homage to my family, what they've meant to me, how they have inspired me and helped me grow. And and so this was, you know, it's just, it's my way of saying thank you. I love you. And like, this is what I want people to be able to experience in their own lives um, on a day-to-day basis. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So let's switch gears a little bit and talk about um, the business side. So starting a business, how different was that for you from the craziness of being an attorney? What, how was that different for you? Tell us about that transitioning experience changing from one hat to another hat? What, has it been easier? Has it been harder? Has it been more stressful, more overwhelming? Which would you say, how would you categorize that experience as you changed from, uh, as you start to transition from attorney to entrepreneur? You know, I think the thing is that it is really um, so interesting. It's a little bit of all of that. You know, it's a little of, of everything because I, because of my legal background, like I knew the things that I needed to do, right? Like right. That my entity uh, trademarked my, my brand name, which we, right. we actually just last week got our uh, official trademark from the, the USPTO. So I'm really happy. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So, you know, I knew that there were certain things that I needed to do, you know, setting up the business bank accounts, getting the EINs, like all of those things. I knew, okay that's great. I can do that in my sleep, which I did. And then like, but then it's the running of it. It's the Mm -hmm. making sure that those day-to-day things 
are still happening. Those business operations, those finding, you know, working with the right people, understanding um, your, your merchant processing on the back end, building your website. What right. is SEO? You know what I mean? Like yes. learning all of these different things that right. I was exposure to um, just because it just wasn't part of my day to day. So I found, and I think most entrepreneurs kind of going into this, it's a learning curve that's there. I think my learning curve was a little bit shorter in some instances, um, but for the most part, it's been a lot of like, you know, grinding out those late nights trying to understand things. And then especially with me entering the CBD market mm-hmm. and it's so heavily regulated. Yes. And, you know, you have a cosmetics brand, so I know you know that there's different issues with, with just cosmetics and, like, how we label our products. Like, right. you, know, we, um, you know, all of those different considerations that we have to take into account. And so it's, right. I went from, you know, kind of, like, understanding how to do mm-hmm. certain things to, yeah. wait a minute, hold on now. Now I'm in a whole other world. What's happening right. here? Right. Right. <laughs> So, like I said, the learning curve has just been, um, in some areas, it's been cool, but in others, it's just been astronomical. And it's, but it's a journey and it's a ride. And you right. really have to, like, love it and be dedicated to it and willing to, like, have those, you know, 4 a.m. days, like, where you're going to sleep at 4 a.m. and waking right back up at 7. I've done several of those, you know? So, you. You feel me? <laughs> I do. I understand completely. I can re- relate totally. So, um, what would you say would be your least favorite thing about entrepreneurship that you that you've experienced since you started? My least favorite thing has to be social media marketing. Uh, I think so too. I agree. That's my thing. <laughs> I'm a spectator. I really just want to watch. I just, I just really want to see what they're doing, but I don't want to have to do it myself. I really, can, I really would just rather pay somebody to do all of that. Exactly. I mean, yeah. honestly, that is like one of the hardest things for me. And it really wasn't up until um, like a couple, a couple weeks ago, and I, I found someone to kind of like assist me and help me with this. Because mm-hmm. I found that, like, okay, well, we, I'm starting to get, you know, a lot more interest from, mm-hmm. um, you know, from other people and businesses and such, and, you know, partnerships and stuff are happening. And then, you know, my job now is just super fast paced. And yeah. so, like, it's the juggling of it all. So now it's yeah. like understanding and learning where, where do I delegate? Who can I give certain tasks to? And now, like, how can I manage that? So I guess I'm kind of getting into, like, that managerial part of entrepreneurship. Right. Um, so. How do you balance it all? Oh, you know what? Honestly, I've got, I've got these two phones here. <laughs> and the calendars and everything is synced. And, and that's how I'm doing it. Like, I have to write it down. I also have a notebook that I keep with me. Yeah. And I'm you know, constantly checking things off and looking. And if it's not calendared, then it's an issue because I am going to forget it. Yeah. So I try to make sure that, like, those things are up to date. And that's how I stay on top of my tasks and, and I'm tracking things and, and scheduling calls. Trust so, me, I um, get it. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. I, if I have to do anything with social media, I won't. But I know I have to. And that's the thing. It's like, yeah. you know, you have to. So right. that's been... Um, I guess you could say like the getting out of my comfort zone. Right. You know, having to show up more. Like you, I'm a spectator. 
I get on social media to be entertained. I don't want to entertain you. I don't <laughs> want to do that. I don't want to do it. It's an uncomfortable thing for me because it's not something that I did on like my personal pages. Like I might post something once every few months, you know, mm-hmm. I'm still engaged with pages. And so like that was you know, starting this, I knew that that was going to be like the most uncomfortable thing for me personally. Right. And um, having to do that and having to stay on top of it. Um, but it's been, I'm getting better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting better every day. You know, when you practice yeah. something, you start to feel a little more comfortable with it. But I'm certainly not at the stage where, you know, I think this will all, you know, be easier for me. I'm not there yet. So. Okay. So, um, Hey, y'all. Hey, I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I have enjoyed creating it. To show my appreciation, I have a little gift for you, but you got to go over to my website to get it. But not yet. After the show. Listen to the rest of this episode. Then afterwards, head over to www.thepunchline.com. And that's www.the p-o-n-c-h-l-i-n-e dot com and get your free gift just for listening today thanks for tuning in i appreciate you more than you know and i have so much more in store for my listeners so keep listening and enjoy the rest of the show We'll have to encourage each other in that way, in that area, because it's the thing that we have to do. But I'm curious, since um, starting a business is difficult, to say the least, in most cases, there had to have been some failures along the way, whether in business or um, personally. Can you talk to me about any failures you may have experienced that that you've learned from since you've been on this journey? Or possibly a failure that happened prior to starting your business that you'd like to talk about that has kind of helped you in this journey to um, improve or to grow professionally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, recently, it's funny because we were just talking about social media, (laughs) but one of my last social media posts, um, I, I shared that I was just officially sworn into the California bar. I was already a member of the New York bar. Um, but swearing in congratulations thank you thank you um but getting to that point was a five and a half year journey for me oh, and wow. and because i i failed the bar exam six times and oh, wow. seven wow. um, for california and like you know anytime you are taking you know an exam where you're going to school or it's something that has to do like with your livelihood and you've already dedicated so much time and effort um blood sweat tears all of that into the process and then it doesn't pan out the way that you would like for it to go right that is a that's a you know a punch in the gut literally and mm-hmm. for me having to experience that no 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 you know six times that was rough Um, let's not even pretend like it was it wasn't like that was rough that that took a lot out of me mentally emotionally spiritually um it definitely took some moments away from me you know with my children and kind of like experiencing certain you know their firsts and stuff like that like i'll never forget um 
my husband and, and actually one of my really good friends who I went to law school with, um, they took my, you know, they had my kids and they were out having like their own little day. And my, it was my son's first time going to the beach and I was not there mm-hmm. because I was sitting in the library, like studying for this exam. And mm-hmm. I just remember thinking like, I hate this so much. Yeah. But throughout this entire, you know, going through that journey, one of the things that I've learned so far that I'm always able to kind of like rely on when I think about what I'm doing now with 51st place is I know what failure feels like, mm-hmm. but I also know how to stand back up from that. Right. And I how to like take the lessons that I need from those past experiences, change and make some iterations, try something again and, and keep learning. Right. And I say that because, you know, even when I look back, it's like what my scores were in relation to like how close I got to passing, right? Yes. The, the first time I took the bar, I was um, like 100 passing, right? To the second to last time I took it, like that sixth time I took it, I missed passing it by 6.534 points. I remember wow. it. Was like I was right there, but to see that, that level of growth uh-huh. in that, it was because I kept taking those lessons Right. It, iterating, changing something, getting right. better at something. And so now that I'm on this journey here, I kind of understand that. And I know that right. you know, certain, certain things that, you know, we offer, you know, they don't move. They don't sell, right? right? You right. know, and, and that's okay because I, and yeah. I'm getting that feedback from our customers. I'm hearing right. what it is that you're saying, like, you know, I like this, but I yeah. don't like that. Oh, I wish you offered this, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm writing all of that down. I'm, I'm listening. I hear what they're saying. Right. And now it's just taking that and making those changes, those iterations, and coming back to market with mm-hmm. something that answers, you know, those problems that they were having. So, you know, I think if you can rely on past failures and mm-hmm. pull those lessons from there and just incorporate that into whatever else it is that you're doing in your life, you will find that you will end up being successful at it. The, the Absolutely. Goal, however, you know, the goal, however, is just you, you can't stop. Because right. as soon as you stop, you are, right. you are going to get to something that you're looking for. So, right. uh I commend yeah, you for keeping for continuing to go on and to keep going. Someone probably would have given up after the third try. You kept going. You kept fighting for it. You kept pushing towards um, the goal. And I know that could not have been easy. I know it no, couldn't. No. Mentally, it, I'm sure that was you had to be really mentally strong to keep pushing past. I I think at some stages I was. I do think in high there probably were some times when I should have said it out, you know. Um, but I think for me, because I, you know, I'm such a strong-willed person, and yeah. I, and I know a lot of that comes just from my faith in God, and mm-hmm. again, just my my family upbringing, that my background that I have, like those things. You know, when I hear because I've I've had this conversation before with other people, and I've heard folks say, "Gosh, I don't know if I could have done that," like you just mentioned. And I hear that and I go, like, that never crossed my mind to, like, right. not do it. Just, right. Just. And so that's, I guess that's, like, the, the, the thing for me. Um, because it was like, no, like, this is my destination. This is where I'm going. Right. I'm just sitting in traffic right now. Like, I'm right. not going around and be like, oh, right. no, right. this is the 
get it here. So, right. you know, I guess that's the way that I sort of like look at things like, nope, this is what I'm doing. I'm sticking to my guns on this. And I'm going to learn from, you know, everything that, that comes along the way. But trust and believe I'm going to get there. Right. <laughs> you know. And you did. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank Congratulations. You. Thank you. So on that note, since we know that you've overcome like a, a big obstacle, let's talk about your wins. What are some big wins that you've had since you've been in business? Oh, wow. Okay. So a couple of the wins that we've had, um, we've been um, a, a subscription box, uh, hey. the experience um, subscription box. Um, our bath bombs have been featured there on, on several iterations of that subscription. Um, we were actually just approached to um, be a part of a, an online store. Okay. Um, nothing has been, you know, uh, completely hashed out yet, so I don't want to say, but you know, stay following us and being a part of our journey and see that we'll be there um, on that floor as well. Um, okay. So it's, it's those things. And I think one of the best wins that I've gotten so far is I do a lot of pop-ups in the city of LA. Okay. Um, all around. And I love being able to interact directly with people Me who are too. interested in the, in the brand, in the products and giving them an opportunity to touch and feel and smell you yes. know, so they can see for themselves, like, oh, wait, no, this is, no, this feels really good. You know, like, yes. that's the, one of the main things when people come up to our booth and, you know, they see the testers out and I let them, you know, use the lotion. It's like, oh, this smells so good. This feels so good. Yeah. Yeah, I want to yeah. get that. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. And so that's really, really great thing for me. And so I really, I definitely count those as wins. Um, I wish it could happen every day. I don't have a brick and mortar. <laughs> yeah, um, I understand. You know, but it's 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 that feedback that I get immediately from our customers that makes me go, okay, I'm, this is I am doing the right thing here. Right. You know, um, and then especially when people come back, because uh, I've had like repeat customers, you know, folks coming back like when I'm at certain pop-ups, and they're yeah. like, oh, yeah, I just bought this, or like so other people will come back. Or they'll, you know, order something online this next time, right? Because I may not be there. And I remember right. their names because I've already interacted with them. And I'm like, yeah. oh, this is, you know, it's all now I'm leaving like little personalized notes to them. And it's just, those are the, the best wins for me, I have to say. I know? love pop-ups. Oh, yes. yeah. I love pop-ups. I think that's the, the best way to get new customers. It's the best way to meet people, new people, new customers, and just connect with other entrepreneurs as well. I love pop-ups. I love yeah. pop-ups. So yeah. And I bet, um, that when did, we didn't talk about when you started. When did you start 51st Place? How long ago? Oh, so it's it's really only been um, a few months. We're not even a year old. I, I launched usually wow. March 23rd, 2021. So oh, wow. we're still in our infancy. Um, and growing. Still, yeah, and yeah, we're, we're in the crawling stage right now. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So that's a win. So within yeah. this, this short time, you've grown and you've gotten from, you've gotten all these opportunities and these doors to open for you as a result of that. So that is definitely a, a win. Yes, thank you. Thank you. And it's I think it's those little things, even, you know, in the greater scheme of things, like it's something that's small. I compare myself to like a bigger brand, right? This is small, mm -hmm. but right. it's the little wins that like 
keep me going. That's like losing that momentum and that motivation. And like I said, just being able to experience that initial feedback with people that I'm meeting at these pop-ups and hearing, you know, what it is they have to say and and seeing the conversion. um, That's exciting to me. And that lets me know, like, we're doing the right thing here. We just have to find a way to, um, to keep spreading the word. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. I love it. So a couple more questions before we end, I just want to know, do you, have you had any business mentors that have helped you along the journey? Has, has there been anyone in particular that's kind of, um, giving you some good business advice or helped you, um, on your entrepreneurial journey since you started? Um, I've had several, actually. I, okay. I am currently in a, um, it's a, uh, like, a, what is it? an accelerator. Excuse me. I literally blanked out on it. I've been able to kind of, like, get into these different um, programs. Um, I worked with Aggie Burnett through her um, conventional the cult status. Um, program that she offers, which was phenomenal, really definitely helped me understand how to best position my brand, things Mm -hmm. that I needed to work on as a founder, things that I needed to consider as an entrepreneur, and ways in which I could, you know, really get my messaging down. And and so folks understood, like, why we're in business, you know, because those are all the things that, like, when you're starting, you're not thinking about. You're not thinking about your brand positioning. You're not thinking about your messaging. You're not thinking about, like, okay, who's my target customer? Right. And so I appreciate having gone through that and worked with her on that because it really helped me see those things through. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the same time, just from another perspective of of understanding, you know, once I, when I'm ready to, you know, do a fundraise um, and take on investors or something like that, I was a part of the Get Venture Ready program through the Fearless Fund. Whoop, whoop. Which is where you and I connected. We connected. That's right. Um, and so that's just been amazing. I mean, just, you know, the coaching calls and things that we get every month from just I'm from telling that. you. Yeah, hands down. That's, that's like the highlight. It was worth everything invested to me. It was worth everything to me. Yes. So that, you know, it, those things, I, I have to say, I'm just absolutely um like i'm so glad that i did them and i you know made those investments into myself and also into my business because it's given me the tools that i need to kind of like see if i implement this like what my long game is right yeah Um, and you know just thinking about it from from those perspectives and so i'm really happy with the knowledge and the connections being made um the opportunities that are there especially if you utilize what you're learning so absolutely absolutely so what advice would you give to new entrepreneurs that are starting out based on what you've learned thus far what advice would you have for them um so my my first things that i would say is um look into look into you know just the nuts and bolts right the very beginnings like your your entity setup you know whether this is going to be a partnership a a limited liability corporation a a corporation figure those things out which will work best for you 
definitely file, you know, and create those entities. Um, set up your business bank accounts. Get your EIN. Uh, and you want to make sure that you're doing those things. That way, you know, you have, like, a, that separation between, like, your business assets and your personal assets. So you can keep them separate and protect both of those areas. Right. Um, I, that's, like, the, the main thing that I would say definitely do. Make sure you have that foundation. Yes. Uh, and then when you're thinking about you know what it is that you want an off want to offer like for me like i said we have a full suite of things but mm -hmm. if i was stuck to my guns initially and not gotten ahead of myself mm -hmm. i wouldn't have had so much on my first go like i would have opened my store with um i made that company. mistake i can uh, i can agree with that yeah i would have opened my store with just like you know two things um exactly you know and and I think that that would have helped me understand better how to like deal with like the supply chain management, um, yes. figuring out you know which vendors I want to use for like my my boxes and stuff. Which let me show you guys really quickly. I do have one of our. Oh, I love videos. that. I love it. Thank I you. I love it. Mm -hmm. you know, just sort of figuring you know those things out, like what I would have <laughs> done differently, and so. Um, and, and, and growing into that, right? Because mm -hmm. I think when you kind of come into it in the beginning, like if you're going into a personal care um, business or cosmetics or something like that, we see like what's at the Ulta's and what's at Sephora and all of that. Right, and right. We'll see and we want that too. Like we want this to be for our things to embody that. Right. And it can get there. It but does. again, it's also learning that like you have mm -hmm. to start you and have to start, yeah. Baby steps. Yep, yep. It's those baby steps. So, um, and in the beginning, a lot of times we think we got to be all things to all people. When and that comes back to learning your target market. You yep. gotta, you gotta know who exactly you're selling to. Because if you try to be all things to all people, you're gonna be nothing to nobody. I mean, exactly. so and you're not gonna get anywhere. So, exactly. Exactly. so yeah. and, and you know what? Initially, I was kind of, I knew that I wanted to just target like women and a certain type of woman, but right. over these last several weeks, and especially with me looking at like, who are the people that are actually buying my products, mm -hmm. they are mostly moms like myself. Yeah. So, you know, I, she is who I'm talking to yeah. and I'm talking to her and I can be so authentic with her because I am her. Like we are having the same conversations here. And right. so now you understand like, that target market is right and it certainly made my my messaging a little bit easier right so yes that, like you said just focusing in on those things mm -hmm. that's super important that's super important and in the beginning we for, we forget those things what happened for listening to the punchline podcast if you want to hear more from me then head on over to iHeartRadio, spotify or google Podcasts. if you want to find me online then you should check out my website at www.thepunchline.com and many of these episodes will be there you can also find more about this podcast on social media at 
PLPies, or just follow me, Panchetta Sasha Wu, on everything. And if you're interested in starting a business and don't know where to start, then join my private Facebook group, Gold Friends Network. We can help you. Finally, help me out and subscribe, rate, and review. I love you all and I appreciate you so much. Until next time, talk to you later.